0: Welcome back to A Medium's Journey. I'd like to welcome Ioana Sapanos here with me today. She is a medium, a mentor, an author, a healer, an inspirer, and a magical realist. She is also my mentor and an amazing human being. So welcome today, Yuana.
1: Thank you so much, Sonia, and hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be part of your beautiful podcast series, A Medium's Journey. I'm super excited to see this now being put out there to the wider community, Sonia, so you're a true inspiration to all those that are listening and trying to understand how do you come from being an ordinary human being, like we all are, into the path that we've chosen and not all of us choose this path easily or indeed uh, consciously. Sometimes it's actually chosen for us. So super excited to be here.
0: So today what I wanted to talk about is workshops and spiritual learning because obviously that's a big part of your business and at the moment especially with a lot of us being in the COVID lockdown situation it's giving us a bit more time to ourselves and personally, I'm seeing a lot of online courses pop up. I open up my email every morning and there's three or four new courses. And I know that especially when I was starting out, um, I found it really difficult to find direction or to know which course is suitable for me and, and what to do. So we're talking a little bit um, with Ioana about that today. However, the first thing I wanted to have a chat to you about Iwana was your spiritual philosophy, which I personally love, which is less woo, more do. So can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure.
1: Less woo, more do is exactly what I live and breathe about. I do believe that there's a misnomer or misconception that if you are spiritual, that somehow or other you're, you know, meant to be wearing caftans and you know, putting a whole heap of crystals, adornments all over you. Uh, In the past, it was wearing turbans and looking a bit mystical and a bit out there. And my personal philosophy is, is that spirituality is very much woven into the fabric of our being. It is who we are, all of us, whether we are consciously aware of it or not. So my philosophy is is that we all have psychic ability. Even that word psychic is a bit loaded. You know, as soon as you say psychic, you either get people that take a massive step back from you or they look at you as if you're a scammer or some sort of fraud And what they fail to recognise is that psychic comes actually from the Greek, which is based on psyche um, or psyche, which is the basis of what we know as soul and spirit. So it's really saying we're using our soul or spiritual abilities in conjunction with our physical senses. And this is where I want to normalise the psychic and the mediumship Um, experience, to bring it into the mainstream so that we can actually understand it's our birthright. Like all of us, Sonia, you know, we all get inspired to lead a path. Hopefully that will um, mean that our passion is translated into our workplace and vice versa. Some of us are lucky there's passionate mums out there, there's passionate teachers out there, there's passionate plumbers out there. And for those people, they are very much geared up and energised in those fields, and the same happens to a medium. When you are ignited by spirit to unfold your mediumship ability through a life of service, then you know very clearly that in your mind's eye and in your heart and in your spirit that there is no other job for you than you're meant to be a medium. And if you know that, and it is in your DNA, your spiritual DNA, then spirit's going to guidepost you or breadcrumb it, as I call it. Breadcrumbs are going to be put in front of your eyes, and you're going to get drawn to the right mentor, the right courses, the right information to ignite that journey for you.
0: For our friends out there that potentially are sitting there going, I don't think I'm a medium, but I would love to know more about the spiritual buffet that we all sit in front of, what advice can you give them about looking for a course? You know, is there certain characteristics they should be looking for? Say they're they're brand new and they've read a few books and listened to a few podcasts and really looking for some direction and they're an absolute beginner. What are some things that you could suggest for them to do? Absolutely. So I'm going to take that back even one step before
1: that question. So the first thing is, is if you're curious, then you're already halfway there. Curiosity is the catalyst that fuels us so that we can step forward and start looking and seeking. When we are in the seeking phase, we are excited, But we're also a little bit fearful, aren't we? We kind of look around and think, oh, what is this thing about? You know, is it for me? Isn't it? And I then uh, look at that and say to myself, well, how will I be reassured? And I guess that's what you're really asking. How will I be reassured that the course that I'm looking at is the right one for me? And the hint is, is your body will tell you. If your body buzzes and your frequency and energy goes up and there's an excitement there, then you know that you're being led to the right place. If you're not feeling it or you're a little bit unsure or there's some confusion there, it doesn't matter how renowned the course um, giver is, the, the teacher or the mentor. It doesn't matter, you know, if they're famous or not famous. If they are not resonating with you, then I would suggest not going down that path. The confidence is built up with trust. Trust is built up with when you are feeling insecure and comfortable in your body and of course as always if there are people that can recommend someone a good recommendation lowers the barrier for you a little bit but again even if your friend or an amazing mentor has recommended a course if you're not feeling it you're not getting the push to do it then I say don't do it So Sonia, some of your listeners probably don't know, but my background um, professionally is an engineer. I'm actually trained as an engineer. I went to university and uh, graduated as an electronics engineer. So for me, uh, critical thinking is quite important and critical thinking underpins discernment. And we do need to discern what's right for us and what is not. And that means we have to take it back into our heart centre. We have to ask ourselves and our spirit team. So we all have a spirit team. We have a group of guides that are with us. It doesn't matter if you don't know what they look like or who they are or what their names are you'll be able to know and perceive that they're there and there's various ways that that perception comes through whether we get a buzz a tingling a knowing a feeling if we're lucky and we have clairvoyant open we can see them or and see them in our mind's eye irrespective for the absolute beginner i just say start and having a conversation with the spirit team and as you start to have that conversation and i'll emphasize a dialogue, not a monologue. You know, I have a lot of students that say, oh, I've been meditating, you know, for 10 years and I I don't get, they don't talk to me. And I say, well, have you started a conversation with them? And they'll say, oh no, I just meditate. And I wait for them to give me something. And to which I respond, it would be like you walking into a meeting, sitting down, folding your arms, going into your space, meditating, And then waiting for someone to acknowledge you Um, i know when i go into a meeting i always introduce myself and i always look at what's the agenda of the meeting so i sit every morning with my spirit team and i if i'm working for example mentoring or teaching i'll say you know good morning thank you for helping me Uh, could you please show me through my actions words deeds feelings thoughts imagery What is the action plan for my mentorees today that is going to most benefit their development? And then I hand over and let go of control. And that's another hindrance or a stumbling block for people. It's just to let go of the control so that you are truly in flow and you are listening to your team who are then honing your absolute Um, you know, ability to discern what the next step is for you, who the next mentor is for you, and what that next subject matter is that you need to study.
0: Fabulous. So speaking of spirit teams and spirit guides, um, I do understand that you've got a course coming up
1: Absolutely. I have a whole heap of courses coming up. One of them in particular, um, and I'll share a little story with the listeners, is I, I was one of those people that tried to meditate to see my spirit guide. And for quite a few years, all I could see was a chocolate brown eye. I didn't know if that person was a female or a male. I was frustrated and annoyed. And I realised that, you know, for me, I wasn't one of those meditators. And if you are, great, go for your life. I'm not. I'm an active meditator. I get my information through walking, being out in nature um, and moving. And so what my team actually gave me was a really simple and brilliant technique to get you to know your team, and that is to draw them. And I know what you're all thinking. I must be psychic, right? (laughs) You're thinking, I can't draw, which was exactly my thoughts as well. I thought, I can't draw. I'd be lucky to draw stick people, right?
0: Well, I thought you were mad when you said to me, I walked in for a mentoring session and Joanna looked at me and said, we're going to draw your main guide today. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not. I can't draw.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I say that all the time, but guess what? What Spirit told me was there is a saying that we say as above so below we see it in a lot of religions and a lot of philosophy around the world and what that really truly means people don't understand that phrase really well it means that if we if it exists here in our world it exists there in the spirit world so I can't draw but guess what I have I call in the Montmartre french sketch artists of the 1900s that quickly would sketch a portrait of someone on a piece of paper or in their notebooks and then they'd take it back to their studio and suddenly this uh, little sketch would become a portrait that was painted by them in time so i asked before we do that exercise that those guides work with me and that they guide my hand so that I'm able to capture the likeness of the spirit guide, which is amazing. And I love teaching that to my students. So that is one of the courses that's coming up online very shortly. Uh, All the dates, of course, will be up on my website. Um, And we'll put a link at the bottom of this podcast. Beautiful. Thank you so much in the events section. And that's one of the things that's really fun to do. And I can tell you now, it changes people's lives. To be able to see their guide will build the trust factor so much more and it actually allows you to deepen your conversation with your spirit guide, your connection that you have, knowing a little bit about them and also knowing what they're here to teach you,
0: which is also amazing. So if I'm a complete beginner and I've never done any courses, am I able to do this spirit drawing course?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. you are. If you're a complete beginner, it doesn't matter. It's a good place to start. One of my personal philosophies is knowledge is power. And I feel that if you have knowledge, then your fear diminishes So we're frightened of what we don't know. But if we know what it is, even if it's fearful, we can master it. So for me, if you absolutely don't know, I just say come with an open heart, come with an open mind and put your faith and trust in spirit. They will never let you down. And as you know, Sonia, I often joke that it's the living that I'm more scared of, not spirit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. So I know that for... A lot of my life i'll continue learning and i'll continue doing courses here and there but for our friends out there that are doing course on course on course and they sort of say to themselves themselves i'll just do one more course and then i'll start working or i'll just i'll just get this done then i'll start working how do you know when enough's enough that's a great point that you
1: raised, Sonia. Um, I call that course fatigue in some ways. And course fatigue is something that people bring into their lives when there is an underlying fear of actually going out there and doing the work. And so they will keep saying, oh, I'm not quite ready, I'll do another course and I'm not quite ready and I'll just continue. And I think sometimes too much theory is is not a good thing. I think once you've mastered the basics, there is no better teacher than experience. So you must put it into practice. You must take what you've learned and actually try it out. And it's the only way. Otherwise, I'll give you a a sort of a metaphor for want of a better term. So if I continue to study my learner's manual and I continually to go into the uh, traffic authority and do those tests, but I've never got myself behind the wheel of a car, I can tell you now, you will never drive that car. We call me developing mediums in our industry fledgling mediums and fledglings have a finite time right there's going to be a point when the mother bird will gently push you out of the nest and you must spread those beautiful mediumship wings and if you're not moving out of the nest I can tell you now you will the mother bird will continue to push you to the point where you must leave the nest Now, how that goes about depends on the teacher. I love to be supportive, but I can be firm. So I will support you, but I'll make sure because my job is to get you working. My job is to get you understanding that you do have ability and to build your trust. Uh, you will never be pushed out prematurely that I can promise you. However, if it's well past your time, I will be firm and say, you must do it now. And so I have said to people, you cannot come and do any more courses until you're actually learning. I need you to put this into practice and then you can come back. And I've done it with readers as well. readings as well. Um, I have a beautiful client. She's adorable. I love her. But I, I banned her from seeing me one day. I said, you must not come and see me now until October, and I think it was early January that year, until at least October. And she came and she had a good laugh. But she said, I'm so glad you did because I grew and I learnt so much. And that's the real key thing. You will not grow and you will not do it if you don't put it into practice. So how do I support that? I actually have a couple of groups in Facebook. So I have a Facebook group for my mentorees, which is exclusive to my students, where in that group they can have a safe environment to practice. And, of course, I will put exercises in there and also impart knowledge in that group. And it is a closed group and it's a safe environment. And the other group I have is a wider group where my mentores are able to sit in that group, but also members of the public are able to join so that the members of the public are able to ask a question uh, or ask for a reading and the students are able to give their interpretation or their input as far as a reading is concerned. Knowing that within that group they are still developing, and, and that is very clear in the group rules as well. So, I, I'm very big about creating opportunities for my mentorees to put this into practice. For those that know me well, you know that I offer uh, monthly the Meraki Spiritualist Society. We have a Facebook page, but we also meet once a month where my developing mediums, those that are wanting to do platform readings to get up in front of, the audience and deal with, um, you know, an audience reading, we call that platform reading, are also able to stand up fully supported by me and give readings to the public as well. So there's many ways where I can facilitate your transition from being a medium that is learning and is gaining knowledge and accumulating knowledge versus a medium that is Taken that knowledge and then gone the next step and put it into practice. Of course, uh, I came from a very strong business background. My last role before I moved into this business full time was uh, I was a general manager for an Australian sales division in the automotive industry. And my business background is equally as strong. And therefore, I've also been able to support a lot of my mentorees into actually growing and opening their own spiritual businesses and their own practices and being able to be supported in that as well. So it's very exciting.
0: You're, to tell a funny story, Ioana's been my mentor for about two years now. And um, I'm one of those little fledgling birds that was grabbing onto the nest. <laughs> so Ywana gave me a six month warning. And she said, in six months' time, there's going to be a point where I'm going to have to really get my foot behind you and kick you out of the nest. And I'm like, don't be silly. Six months, that's not enough time. You're crazy. You're crazy. Four months rolled around and Joanna said to me, I'm getting my foot ready. And then that six months came and it was literally I sat down for my session and she said, this is your last one as a mentoree. I'm getting my foot. I'm kicking you out and it's time to work. And, and that's what happened. And so. I did. And look at, look at you now. You're flying. So, Sonia,
1: you know, you were one of my first people that got up at Meraki. You did it, you know, with the heart pounding and, you know, absolutely worried what, what was it going to be like? Was she going to get anything? I can remember that day really well. But... Is that
0: true? I'll never forget that day. I was (laughs) so scared. I got up at 6 a.m. that morning. For anyone that knows me, I'm not a morning person. (laughs) I've walked the dogs and I'm like, right, I've got to meditate. I've got to do all these things to get ready. I turn up. My heart's just pumping out of my chest. And um, one of the best best days ever, biggest rush afterwards, couldn't believe that spirit would support me as they always do. Um, But you just you don't know until you actually get up. And And being able to be part of Meraki has really helped my ability to step out. On my by myself as well it's really given me that confidence and that that drive forward so it's, I thank you so much oh, for that. Thank you for standing up for spirit and mm-hmm. the spirit world thanks you Sonia mm-hmm. because that's what
1: they're looking for and I can say before I go on to yes. that point there is nothing like that high though is there oh, of knowing yeah. that you have been touched by spirit you've assisted and helped others move through their grief you've facilitated a healing for the audience members um, there's nothing like it and that's what makes us face our fears and get up time and time again it truly does and that's the beauty of why you know why we do what we do because we know that we are helping and we are facilitating and we are serving spirit and the second point that I wanted to make was Spirit will never let you down, ever. Why would they? You are there to give them voice. And that's what my book was called. That's why my book was called Giving Spirit a Voice, because a medium's job is to actually give spirit a voice. And we do that. So if we are standing up for spirit when others wouldn't, Of course, they're going to support us. No one's out to get you. They're thinking this one's standing up for us. We're going to help her get it across. And we know it's a continuous feedback loop. We know that if we haven't quite got the message right, they will not move away from that point until we've learned to translate it correctly.
0: Is that right? Absolutely. Mm. I think the, the joy for me and the rush for me comes from leaving someone better than you found them. Yes. So being able to help. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're all here to do. And just being able to do that and give someone that link to um, a loved one in spirit and to open up that communication and to feel that sense of relief within them that that person hasn't disappeared, Mm -hmm. that person is still there with them. Is just the best feeling.
1: It, it always
0: moves me so
1: deeply and emotionally. I could share hundreds of stories where that has happened, you know, goodbyes that weren't quite met, uh, estrangement, all sorts of things. I have this beautiful client that sees me every so often. She's in her 80s. Her lifelong partner passed away. And at the first year, she said all her friends were incredibly supportive 12 months on her friends started to get annoyed with her and they started to say oh you need to forget about him and move on you know after 40 50 years of marriage and she obviously suffered um, some depression here she had no support she didn't know she couldn't talk about her beautiful husband anymore because these friends didn't want to know about it anymore they felt that she should just get on with life and of course she did go down and see um, her doctor who referred her to a psychologist. She had two or three sessions there and um, I just love this lovely lady. She just said to me, she came and she said, you know, i said to the psychologist, and this is not having a go at psychology, so I'm gonna, you know, just put a disclaimer here because I think psychologists certainly have a role to play in um, the facilitation of our mental health. However, she said to me, I told my psychologist that She said, you're absolutely useless. I get more from my medium than I do from you. (laughs) And and she said to me, I get so much more out of you. Why? Because she knows that she's heard. She knows that her husband appears with facts about her life and their life together that only she would know. And she knows that his memory and his love for her continues to to live on through his spirit, even though his physical body is no longer here. And that is just an incredible healing for her to be able to have it. And she's not alone. You know, there's so many people that get healing out of this, which is why we do what we do. And more imp- or equally as importantly, perhaps not more importantly, we are also healing the spirit world. So, a job of a medium is to he- facilitate healing in two worlds. The world of the living on the earth plane and the world of the living in the spirit world. Because quite often spirit will pass and they may have, you know, passed with angry words and not had a chance to say to their children, I'm so sorry, I do actually love you. They've passed and then they've left this wounding behind where the children are suffering, even if they're adults or the, you know, the wife was suffering, or they might they might not have. You know, got there in time. There's so many scenarios that we play out. And if we can heal that as well, um, then, you know, it's an amazing, amazing
0: experience. And it's certainly one of the reasons I do what I do. You touched briefly on your book before, Giving Spirit a Voice. I love this book because it speaks to me as a technical person, because for me, it is more of a learning manual than a novel. So it's broken up into into beautiful little sections and simply addresses a lot of information about psychic work and mediumship development. So can you tell us a little bit about giving spirit a voice?
1: Absolutely. So giving spirit a voice is
0: um, um, has
1: been written over probably two or three years in between, uh, you know, my day to day. Uh, I always laugh and say to Spirit, you know, they asked me to write this book. And I said, yes, in my spare two minutes, I'll whip that up. But um, it's kind of written itself. And the aim of giving Spirit a voice, the mechanics of mediumship, is to really debunk and take people back to a solid foundational grounding of what mediumship is and how to develop it including a chapter on healing and a chapter on parenting young mediums so quite often parents will come and say oh I've got a child that sees spirit I don't know what to do Uh, it's got self-care chapters in it it explains the difference between what is psychic and what is mediumship it talks about overcoming your fears and your barriers it's got signs and symbols so it covers every aspect of development in a very simple and I I guess the words you said Sonia correct it is like a technical manual so it's not about my life story I don't think I'm you know that exciting to be to know about my life story you know there's bigger more exciting topics than me but I can tell you it If you are interested in spirit and how to communicate with them, then it's definitely a book. I've had such fabulous feedback from a lot of the the mentorees and I've had people say, oh, my God, it's my absolute Bible. I've underlined everything and I take it and I've highlighted things and put tabs in it. It's a great reference novel. It's not about my life story, as I said, but I do weave in beautiful stories that illustrate the technical points that I'm making in that book.
0: So is the book for a beginner? Is it for a, an advanced person? Who would you... it's, interesting. it's a good question you ask.
1: It's been tailored for all levels. So it's easy enough for a beginner to pick up and read without feeling overwhelmed. That's the first thing. Secondly, if you are in a professional medium, and a lot of us got developed on our own through our own team, and we might not have had the knowledge uh, given to us in a framework or in context. So we might go back and read this book so that we can get a deeper understanding of what our skills are like as well. So even the intermediate or professional medium that's working out there, I believe will get something out of this book. And if you're a teaching medium, this is a wonderful book to pass on to your your students as a good foundation. So it's about giving them, you know, it's like, it's like Mediumship 101, I guess. You know, if you were going to study mediumship at a college, this would be your first book that you'd get the fundamentals or the foundational um, information about mediumship. So that once again, as I said, knowledge is power. When you've got that knowledge and understanding, then you can truly expand your natural gifts because I don't believe we are taught mediumship it's present in us it's just that a good mentor will ignite that ability will give you knowledge support and and you know information around the unfoldment of mediumship ability within you
0: in your book there's a lot of um, little exercises that you can do that are attached to each chapter and you've also got a set of practice cards that go along with that i do absolutely
1: sonia so i also have the giving spirit of voice daily practice card so it's a group of uh physical cards and they're also available on an app and the app is called spirit lee so spirit l y Spiritly. if th- those cards are designed for you to pull a card out daily and to practice the exercise that's been written on that card it's been grouped into all the different clairs and into the psychic ability as well so that if you're a bit weak in a particular area you might just choose to pull cards from you know, the clairvoyant stack, for want of a better term. The app, of course, contains three beautiful meditations in there as well. The meditations are on igniting the power in you so that you can actually open up formally to work with spirit. There's a cleansing meditation so that when you finish, you can cleanse and clear your aura and come back into your normal state um, or your everyday state. And there's also an intention setting meditation. And I think intention is so critical for any spiritual development.
0: Absolutely. So for someone that's listening to this and they think, oh, gosh, I'd love to find out a little bit more about mentoring with you. Can you just walk us through how that works and talk about your um, specific private mentoring group that you have. Yes,
1: absolutely. So we, if you are, you know, if you resonate with what I'm saying and you're feeling the push to work with me, then the best step, of course, is to visit the website. So yoannasapanos.com. In there, there's a events section. In the events section, there's a link to a mentoring package. The mentoring package means that you will receive, as I said earlier, that spiritual assessment where I'll be able to work with you so that you can understand what is naturally present with you and what is still to be unopened or or ignited, unfolded in you. And we together discuss what your you know, hopes and around mediumship development are. For some, it's just exploring their ability and that's perfectly okay, understanding it better. For others, it's it's uh, something that they feel very motivated and compelled to start working professionally in and they're looking to see, well, how do I start that? Where do I go? What's the best thing that I can do about it? And I'll work with you and guide you all the way through to starting that business and beyond. And um, and for others, it's just, you know, you may already be working professionally and you think, well, I really would like to brush up on this particular skill set or how do I do that? Or I've grown. Of course, we always grow and now this ability has opened up. How do I work that? And I'm able to help you with that as well. And I'll be able to work with you individually on an individual plan. Together we do uh, exercises face-to-face because I do feel that most of your growth will come with that. I also, when we're not in COVID, of course, offer um, workshops uh, in person if you are based in melbourne in australia of course those workshops i am ex- when we are able to travel again we'll be expanding and doing in other regions but with the online world i'm accessible anywhere in the globe and i'm able to and i do regularly work with other people uh in fact one of my furthest mentors is in norway would you believe sonia please <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Um, which I was astounded that I was found from someone in Norway. But there you go, just goes to show that we're living in a very small world these days. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the USA, I regularly mentor people in the USA, New Zealand, even in the UK. Uh, there's other areas uh, in the globe as well, including Greece. And so I'm really lucky to be able to do that in in a, a way that is you know, the content is, is able to be made accessible to those that are interested in learning. So they definitely do that. As I said, the Facebook group, Mediumship with Spirit Mentoring Group is a private group for my mentorees where they can get in there and uh, really hone their skills and, um, you know, get access to me really on a daily basis, I'd have to say, uh, in there as well. And we, we're just loving
0: that beautiful little community that's growing in there. Energy's fabulous in that group, yes. loving being part of it. So thank you for starting that. Oh, thank That's you. Um, I think the key takeaways from today for me have been to really follow your heart and your intuition when you're choosing a course and not be afraid to just jump in and have a go. and see if it feels right for you yes absolutely and also you know just because your friend might
1: recommend a particular person if they don't resonate with you if they're not resonating and they're not igniting you it's actually okay because i often say you know spirit will take you will lead you to the right person for you it's almost like the course picks you rather Mm. than you picking the course
0: well it's funny you say that one last quick story before we wrap up um Joanna said to me, she had a tarot course last year and she said to me, are you going to come and join my tarot course? And I said, absolutely not. I am not going to read tarot. That is not my thing. No way. And three days before the course, I was walking through the city and I went into a metaphysical shop on my lunch break and I picked up a set of tarot cards and I went, oh God, I'm doing the course. So (laughs) I literally texted and I said, I know the course is full. Is it possible to get in and, and you want to text me back, going, "So interested in doing tarot now, are we?" <laughs> and I absolutely love it. So I was something I was absolutely dead set dead set against doing, and now it's something that I love. And it just you know, I just literally came to me when I was I was standing in the shop. So it really is follow your heart and just give everything a go, and and don't sort of pull up put the blinkers on and say I'm not going to give that a go just mm. jump don't, in. Don't be resistant like I am so I'm, I'm speaking from first-hand <laughs> experience.
1: Um, you know a few years ago I, I do a lot of my own um, information through automatic writing and um, I remember writing in, this, in my journal that I was going to open this spiritualist church, this spiritualist centre, where mediumship was going to be demonstrated and I was going to get up and talk in front of, um, you know, and show, showcase mediumship to the public. Uh, did you think I went willingly? I can tell you now it was a big, fat no. <laughs> and I can tell you I went kicking and screaming all the way and I just got two beautiful big hands, spiritual hands in my back saying, you're doing it and you're getting out there mm-hmm. and there was no choice around this. And, you know, I had to face my fear. So I, I, everything I teach, I've lived and breathed it and that's why I'm able to share. I faced my fear and I went, wow, that's so amazing. I love it. And I, you know, haven't looked back and it's because spirit has been very persistent and they will do that. If
0: it's in your soul's path to do that, they will get you there. Fabulous. I think that's a lovely thing to finish on. joanna we could talk for hours. Um, so <laughs> thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'll put some links to all of um, the workshops and joanna's website and book that we've spoken about. Until next time, keep walking the spiritual path.